Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to Lean Blog Audio, episode 282. Continuing to get caught up on some posts from over the summer. I've been writing a little bit less over the summer, but um, I'll get back into things uh, with more blog posts. I'm just going to catch up with episodes here. This was a blog post from June 19th, 2019, titled Bob Lutz on Tesla, Threats, and Communication about Quality and Implications for Healthcare. I want to give a hat tip to Stan Feingold from uh, a company, Store Smart. They are a Lean Blog sponsor. Um, he sent me an article here that has uh, the headline Bob Lutz Talks Panel Gaps, Tesla, and Why Every Detail Matters. Getting It Right Starts at the Top. So I've linked to that article. You can find it at leanblog.org slash audio 282. Now, Bob Lutz is a legend in the auto industry, and I was thrilled to have the chance to interview him back in 2011. You can find that in my Lean Blog interviews podcast series by going to leanblog.org slash 126. Now, Bob Lutz has been critical of Tesla and has predicted their demise, but he went to go look at a Model 3 expecting to not be impressed, but he was, and he admitted it. He wrote, I was eager to see the oft-reported sloppy assembly work, the poor-fitting doors, blotchy paint, and other manifestations of Tesla CEO Elon Musk's, quote, production hell with my own eyes. But when next to the car, I was stunned. Not only was the paint without any discernible flaw, but the various panels formed a body of precision that was beyond reproach. Gaps from hood to fenders, doors to frame, and all the others appeared to be perfectly even, equal side to side, and completely parallel. Gaps of 3.5 to 4.5 millimeters are considered world-class. This Model 3 measured up. Now, let's compare that to the formerly bad quality delivered by Detroit automakers. He said, in fact, the Detroit 3, until 15 years ago, routinely delivered cars and trucks with appalling gaps, often as wide as 8 millimeters on one side, 2 millimeters on the other. As long as there was no chipped paint from the door hitting its frame, it was fine. But he wanted better from General Motors when he was an executive there. Lutz asked the CEO of Volkswagen how they had improved fit and finish. He wrote, I asked then CEO Ferdinand Pieck how they did it. And uh, the Volkswagen CEO said, I got all the production execs in a room and told them they had, ex- they had six weeks to achieve consistent four millimeter gaps or they'd all be fired. It was easy. Again, this is Lutz saying this. I only suggested this, er, quote, leadership style would not be appropriate in the U.S. and thus never tried it. I mean, if it were only so easy as just threatening people. I don't think we'll hear healthcare success stories along the lines of, I asked the hospital system CEO how they reduced patient harm by 90%. And you have them say, well, I got all the hospital directors in a room and told them they had six weeks to achieve consistent patient safety or they'd all be fired. It was easy. Yeah, I, I agree. That's not uh, that's not an, a leadership style that we would maybe even consider emulating. Lutz took a different approach. He shamed GM leaders by comparing them to other automakers. Well, I'm not sure that's the best approach. I mean, shaming healthcare leaders for patient safety problems. But here's what happened in Lutz's words. Strangely, within a few months, all GM vehicles were within striking distance of the world's best and still are today. I never saw the request for capital. Years later, I asked Spielman how that had happened. Well, he explained, when we discussed it, 
with the lower level operating supervisors and the skilled trade hourly folks, they told us they could do it. It's just nobody has ever asked for it before. So they didn't think it mattered. How great is that? It didn't take a lot of money. It was a matter of engaging and inspiring the lower level staff. Healthcare doesn't have the we didn't think it mattered problem. People know that patient safety matters. I mean, far too often, though, people think the problem isn't solvable. But how many leaders are really asking for dramatic improvements in patient safety? How many are inspirational, transformational leaders like Paul O'Neill and Dr. Gary Kaplan? How many are happy with basically maintaining the status quo and keeping out of trouble with regulators? So if you want to comment on this, if you want to share your thoughts or find the link to the Bob Lutz article, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 282. Thanks for listening.